Thank you for joining Vancouver Bitcoiners. Please enjoy our next guest speaker. Thank you to our sponsors, Adaptech Group, Canada's premier event-driven development company, and Bull Bitcoin, Canada's premier Bitcoin company since 2013. My name is Ethan. Um, I am representing Feral Analysis here. Uh, basically, we are a company that uh, outsources uh, analysis services for any kind of asset that is chartable, basically. So uh, stocks, uh, ETFs, uh, Bitcoin, especially, and uh, other, other crypto products, um, mainly Bitcoin, though. Um, I also do some consulting uh, for trading analysis and basically introductory level uh, Bitcoin consulting as well. My website, uh, feralanalysis.com, uh, Twitter, at Analysis Feral. Just started that a little while ago. I, I just posted one or two things today. I think those are the first things I've posted there, but uh, there'll be more to come there in the future. Uh, and email as well uh, if you're interested in contacting us. So I'll just dive right into uh, what we'll do for you today is a weekly um, time frame analysis on the Bitcoin USD chart. Um, the, it's a brave new coin liquid index, which is basically an average of uh, exchange prices. Um, and this is similar to what I would pr provide to clients here. I use basically a variety of, of technical analysis techniques to determine significant price levels and basically give you kind of a, a framework to be able to make decisions on whether you would like to buy or sell at, at certain points. Um, we're not a financial services company. I don't take people's money in to invest for them. Uh, I just help people with their own, making their own decisions uh, about investing. So, um, I know those numbers might be a little tough to see there. Hopefully they, they show up okay. I'll go over them anyways here. Um, this was printed out a couple days ago. Uh, we're pretty much right around the same level right now. Um, I hope, <laughs> unless it crashed a few minutes ago. Um, basically though, on, on a weekly basis, and I, I would even say probably on a daily closing basis, anything below 18,000 right now is probably gonna, gonna bump us to take out the low at, at 17.5. Um, right now, everybody is looking down at the $14,000 level. I've got it marked here as 13,800, which is a very significant level um, from the run up years ago. Um, but because there's so many people looking at this same level, it's probably not likely to reverse right at that point. Uh, what it might do is, is run a little bit ahead of it. So I'm kind of looking at the $16,500 level as a potential low uh, if we do dip below 18 here. Um, and then below that, I would be looking at, at 14, 13,000 level. Um, but I think it might just shoot straight through there. And the low target for me is 11,600. 11,500 is kind of uh, my my estimated target for, for a low point um, on, a, on a capitulation here. Um, now that is not guaranteed by any means. Um, I believe there are a lot of buyers down in the $10,000 area, so we would probably run a little ahead of them. Uh, once we close below 
11,500 here, uh, it, it kind of gets ugly and there's a lot of potential levels that, that we could reverse in this area here below 11,000. Um, you know, 9,000, 7,000 are a couple maybe significant levels, but it's pretty hard to call a bottom. It's better off just just watching how it reacts at the different levels and then kind of make a decision after that. Uh, $4,500 I've got marked here as basically the, the line of death, uh, I would call it. Um, anything, any close below there uh, probably isn't going to happen unless there's a major fundamental flaw in Bitcoin or uh, the world is going into complete chaos and the fiat system is uh, crashing and, and burning. Uh, well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, so those are kind of the, the lower levels we're looking at. Um, right now, we have been kind of grinding down at this 18, 19, or 18 to 20,000 dollar level. Let's call it for a while. Um, sellers are, are kind of exhausted in this area, so uh, the selling pressure hasn't been that strong. Uh, but there hasn't been much buying either, mainly because of the global macroeconomic conditions going on now. Uh, people are afraid to invest money in anything. Basically, everything's kind of going down while the U.S. dollar is is getting stronger. Um, that kind of scenario doesn't usually last for an extended period period of time, though. So there's a chance we could move up from this level here. Uh, short term, I'm, I'm looking at this basically $23,000 level as, as a bit of a midterm ceiling um, where if we do pump and then go back down, um, 23000 is is probably the level we'll, we'll stop at if we do get a little momentum. Uh, if we do get above that, we're looking at 25000 as the next level. Uh, but uh, I think if we close above 23, there's a very strong chance we'll at least make it up to the, the 29,000, dollars $29,000 level here, uh, which is marked right here. Um, now, to get above there, we probably need um, economic and market conditions to improve a little more. So that's pretty... I would say unlikely at this point unless we see some clarity as far as interest rates and inflation and, and those, um, those things start to improve. Uh, but uh, a close above 29,000, we're talking weekly closes here, these are weekly candles. Uh, above 29,000 likely leads us up to 37,000. Uh, and then I, I have that as a pretty, as a very strong level here. Uh, I don't expect to close above there uh, unless we're, we're moving up and, and likely heading to new highs. Um, but closing above 37,000 opens up this level all the way up to 55,000, I would say. So as soon as we see a close above 37,000, I would be looking at, at basically 53,000 as a nice uh, target area and then a close above 55,000 would have me looking for new highs in price and uh, when we go beyond that to these unexplored levels it's a little more theoretical than some of the other analysis but uh, I think 89,000 US is, uh, is a significant level we'll probably see some resistance at if we do make it up there uh, and beyond that, 152,000 would be kind of my next major level if, if we got to close above there. And, uh, and beyond that, who knows?
So that's that's basically my analysis here. Um, if anyone has any questions, um, please let me know. I have a question. Yep. Um, so in your chart, uh, where are you? Where would you say the front running on the having is going to begin? If you took a look, have you got a sense of that? I haven't looked at that timing wise. Um, I think. What was it, 2024, April, May 2024, somewhere around there. I mean, I would expect the stock market to begin recovering before then. So you may, you may see it get front, front run significantly earlier if the overall market conditions approve. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, but otherwise, I would look to kind of historically the four-year cycle and, and where it's happened. I, I haven't looked at that stuff in detail uh much yet so i don't have a, a strong conviction on on what i'm saying there but um yeah i think if the market really starts picking up say by mid 2023 uh, i think you could just see basically a continual uh buying pressure on on bitcoin into the uh the typical having uh, uh buying yep you see you have like certain targets for lows that you're looking at. Are you looking at historical data or are you looking at like the limit orders that are currently out there in terms of, like, how do you make that analysis? Mainly historical data um, and projections based on different types of analysis. Uh, Fibonacci retracements is one thing I, I use a lot, but I also use other techniques to kind of uh, uh, get confluence with that idea and uh, and try and find these levels. So, is, is it the basic idea that you're trying to model what other people are thinking? Is this like, just trying to think? Of, yeah, just you can look at like oh Fibonacci or these like mathematic things, but in reality, you're, in some sense, you're trying to think of what other people would model yes, that, right? So yeah, in some sense, you're trying to model technical analysis is yeah. behavior on yeah, so it's like exactly trying to model like what other people would be thinking. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, there's there's. Uh, you know, if, if too many people are thinking the same thing and, and going on one side of the trade, so to speak, it usually doesn't work out. So if, like I said, everybody's looking at 14,000. So I just don't think we're gonna bottom at 14,000. It might be above 14,000, it might be below 14,000. So <clears throat> looking at that and looking at, at buying interest and just kind of market sentiment, uh, that's why I kind of picked the $11,600 level because I think uh, and there, I mean, there's a chance like 16,000, 16,500 holds as well. Uh, but I think if we get to 14, I think we're going to dump through it. And, and I basically think there's a lot of buying interest in the 10K area. And, and then usually if there's tons and tons of orders in one area, we're not going to get there and, and we're going to stop just short of it. So that's kind of my, my approach to picking that, so my that second, number. My second question um, is, so you said that if we dump further, it would be like catastrophic. But wouldn't it be better if it was cheaper? <laughs> be better for me. <laughs> well, better if you're buying. If you're buying. From uh, from a chart perspective, that $4,500 level, it, it would signal to basically every analyst and trader that this, this chart is extremely bearish, it's broken, don't put your money in it. So from, from an investment standpoint, well, well, it is, it is. But just the, you know, um, the, with the way the chart looks now, breaking down to that level would, would basically just unravel the, the market structure. 
of of the chart. Um, so that, that's so that's average Joe just wants to get some cheap Bitcoin. He would have an advantage over the technical traders. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it depends what happens. Like, like I said, I, I think we would need a major, major ma bearish macroeconomic event for, for Bitcoin to go that low. Uh, I mean, it's possible on a, you know, like a, a black swan event that it wicks down and, and bounces right back up again to, to down there. I, I still think it's very unlikely. I, you know, personally, from, from what I've gathered, I, I think there are tons of people looking for 10K and sub 10K prices, and people are just gonna gobble it up if it gets down there. So I, I just don't see it going that low. But yeah, it's a, is it a great time to buy? Usually, unless there's some other major factor where, you know, like the uh, every first world economy is, is uh, the government's left and nobody's running the show and we're in total chaos like that then maybe you don't want to be buying at 4500 at that point but but maybe you do based on some of the people in office that might be okay yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it <laughs> would probably work better but How yeah go ahead are you willing to speak to level or your kind of conviction on each of those price levels how much cash are you saving for each one of those are you you know, at this level, I'm 90% in, and I'm holding 10% back. Like, how how confident yeah. are you that it gets each of those? Uh, right now, I'm I'm cash percentages. That'd be great. I'm going about 30% in at this level. Um, if we go below this level, I'll commit another 30% to where it it settles. Uh, if we get there, yeah, yeah. So I would probably go another 30% at 14, and then I would look save another 30% if we go below there uh, to 11, 12, 10,000 area. I would probably do another 30% there. And this is just my my personal uh, allocation and opinion. Other people might want to do it differently. Thank you for speaking to it. Yeah, no, no problem. I'll, I stand behind it. I, every, everything. Uh, this is also posted on my website, and I did post it on my Twitter. So if you do want to see a more detailed written report uh, that is posted there, um, yeah, and I, I stand behind it. And hey, it's this isn't you know magic. It's it's not like it's going to hit it perfectly. If, if I get lucky, maybe it will. And everyone says, "Oh, that guy's a genius." But it, it's based on uh, historical significance and uh, human behavioral mathematics. I, I would say basically is is what we're looking at for most of this stuff. So th there is some science to it, um, but you can't predict everything. There are unknowable factors that that uh, work themselves in there, so. General disclaimer, not financial advice? No, this is not financial advice. This is my opinion on, on what I think will happen and you're free to do as you choose. Yep. What's your take on the fact that for the, the last few months have been almost stable with the dollar with every other fiat currency yeah. Down with the dollar. Is that a good sign or is? Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's one thing I didn't mention. In in the last few weeks, uh, Bitcoin has actually shown a lot of resiliency and a lot of strength because uh, the the stock market, the S and P, made new lows a few weeks ago, and Bitcoin didn't. Bitcoin held the seventeen thousand five hundred dollar level. So 
it for it not to make a new low while the stock market did that's showing that there is is some strength there and there is potential for for a move up from here or or a move up from maybe just below this level anybody else yeah a quick question i noticed you also do technical analysis on precious metals yeah so two years ago, we heard Bitcoin was a store of value just like gold and silver. And so I'm curious, with the, the fall in the in tech markets, the fall of that, except for the recent exception that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. what's your perspective on Bitcoin as a store of value going forward? In the sense of why wasn't it this past two years? Um, I still don't think enough people understand Bitcoin to perceive it as a store of value. So right now it's perceived as more of a, a risk on asset. It trades similarly to a tech stock. So it's, I think it's getting there, but it's not there yet. Um, and that's the thing, a lot of people expected, oh, this is my store of value, why did it go down? Well, everything goes down when the market goes down. Even gold and silver, gold, which is a great store of value, it, it tanks when the market tanks. Everything basically flees to, right now, the US dollar. So a store of value, and, and even you know things like precious art, they say, is, is a good store of value. Well, it still drops down when the market drops. It's just that once the market finds a bottom, it will quickly regain its value or or be maybe one of the first movers in value up from there. It, it still can become a store of value, and I, and I think it still acts that way to a degree, but the, the, nothing, nothing holds its value in the theoretical way that people expect it to in these kind of market conditions. So, uh, you know, just, just pick one thing. What, what else is holding its value right now? Uh, there's, there's really nothing. I mean, you could argue the US dollar, but they're printing so much of it, it really isn't because you still have to spend more dollars to pay for anything out there, so. Real estate's holding its value. Yeah, it is, but it's dropping as well. It's dropping as well, so. <laughs> Yeah. I would also say anything on its mon on a path to monetization, like where you're going from zero to that, it's going to be a very volatile. There's so much space to cover that you're going to have ups and downs in there. So it's kind yeah. of a natural process as yeah. it monetizes. Well, if you look at the price of gold during the Weimar Republic, like it, yeah, exactly. It, it was going really volatile. Yeah. If, yeah. if you look at gold <laughs> in the Weimar Republic, there, like it. It didn't necessarily year to year, month to month. It didn't necessarily hold its value, but over the course of that period, it did. So yeah, it's uh, zooming out. That's exactly it. it. It stores of value still drop significantly when the market drops. It's just that they they will recover, and uh, some other things will not. So, I, I still think it it can be a better store of value than it's showing itself to be now. I just think we're we're still too early. All you need to know is one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin, <laughs> and one fiat dollar is There's no more. Who knows what the hell one fiat dollar is day to day? Exactly. That's true. Yeah, and let me ask you something. You say something very true about the fact that uh, see will go up and down, like uh, we point uh, uh, it is the point that gold doesn't go really down. Mm -hmm. So what I want to ask you is, how can be your vision of the future with the possibility that Bitcoin? Become strong in the same way it is strong gold, respecting to the other, like platinum, silver, that do this that you say, but gold doesn't do it. So, 
there is a possibility that we can become uh, something strong like that and you are here yeah they want to blast me uh do i believe it, it can become that yes yeah, absolutely. I mean, e economically, uh, it, it just makes way more sense than the current system. So I think we just need more people to understand what it is and, and what the, the shortcomings and failures of the economic, current economic system are. A lot of people just don't understand that. They don't understand what money printing does. They don't understand uh, why uh, the value of the dollar is, is dropping and why. In your case about the fact that many people don't know for this time of platinum release, what's the value is, respect to God, but all the people who don't know what the is. So the money we can arrive to acknowledge an usage similar to what, let's say, to get that strong. That can be yeah, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people understand roughly what Bitcoin is and that it exists, but they don't understand the the economic um, argument for Bitcoin, and that's what needs to change. I think for Bitcoin to become the store of value. All right, thanks. A big thank you to Vancouver Bitcoiners executive crew. This would not happen without all of you. And finally, big thank you to Murdoch Media for producing all of these episodes.